Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. And if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you will know this guest. In fact, we're just about to re-release his first episode with us. His name is Pablo Falbrew, and he is kind of the umbrella of what he does is called the UG Collective. But we're going to talk a little bit more about his 2020 ethos program, his Fallbrew experience. And when I first got to know him, I was so fascinated by how he just interacts with music and his level of creativity and trying to bring people together to really create things that they would not have created on their own in really unique ways. So I encourage you to listen to his uh, original podcast as well. But today we're going to talk a little about something a little different, which I was so excited to know he was involved with. So first of all, Pablo, thank you so much for joining me again. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm glad to see you and talk to you again. I know it's, you know, it's been so funny with this podcast because I have made like these friends that some of them I've never met in person, many I have now. And, you know, I've just sparked all these great dialogues with people because of the dialogues we have in this process. So it was fun to reach out to you and say, hey, we're going to re-release your episode as we relaunch the podcast as a part of a lot of things we've got going on. And to have you at that point in time, tell me what you're doing in mindfulness and meditation just was like, sometimes just things, you just know the universe has brought you together at that right time. So, So first, tell me a little bit about you know, what you're doing with mindfulness and meditation and and why is it something that, you know, you're really into what, you know, what got you going down this other path as a part of all the different things that you're involved with? Yeah. Um, Well, I was, as you mentioned, I've been involved in a lot of different things. And um, in that process, I'd kind of gotten to a point of just feeling burnt out. And I kind of, I got to the real, came to the realization that I I wasn't being true to myself. I had lost a sense of purpose um, and re- also realized that there was some like unchecked anxiety and insecurity and, um, and even a sense of entitlement that uh, was kind of wreaking havoc on my life. Um, and meditation has been something on my radar for many years and I hopped in and out trying it, um, but there was, this tipping point um, 
that brought me back to it in a more disciplined manner. Um, so it really, you know, it was my pursuit of, you know, finding my own, finding myself again and, and having a sense of peace and, and being happy again, like really happy. <laughs> yeah. It's such a, when you talk like that, I can hear myself, my own, you know, backstory with mindfulness and meditation, because I had a lot of anxiety through my entire life. Uh, you know, lots of things that were always, you know, voices in the head saying, okay, yeah, you can do it, but can you really? And, you know, mm. can you make it? And those were things that, you know, always felt like, you know, that little extra piece that you really didn't need in your life, but you couldn't quite escape it. And until mm. I really started for myself, a regular mindfulness practice, I never even I, I hoped that it would do something to help me put a lasso around those things, but I don't know that I even really believed. And it took a long time before I really saw and could, you know, see with some distance what the manifestation of that was in my everyday life from sleeping to, uh, you know, a, accountability to, um, to really, uh, you know, getting more stuff done, just being more productive as a human being, not just yeah. work productive, but as a human being. Mm. Yeah, I love the the phrase you said, um, observing it from a distance. You know, mm -hmm. that is such a key thing. We get so stuck in our own like immediate perspective, our ego perspective, if you will. And like mm -hmm. having that meditation is such a powerful tool to kind of distance yourself from it and and to observe objectively. It really yeah. is. And and you know, the more you practice it, the more you get that distance. But what I find that I even look back now, because I've been really practicing as regularly as I can um, for about five years now. And now I'm like, wow, I can't even believe I've been doing it for five years. But one of the things that I see now clearly as a distant, from the distance of, of time as well as the practice, is the way I sleep and the way I rest is so vastly different, which impacts how I process stress and challenges in my waking days, you know, waking time. And the more that I got uh, that sense of a peaceful sleep, I think the more that my brain be, was able to operate in, and work on different issues without me being overwhelmed by them. So they could just kind mm -hmm. of operate in the background until I was like, oh, I've got a solution for that. Or, oh, I know why that's been bothering me. And that distance for me has really, you know, made made huge changes. So, you know, you said you went on this journey to find some of those things for yourself and I'm assuming you found them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, um, yeah, that, that's what ultimately evolved. That process is what evolved to be um, the 2020 ethos practice. Um, mm -hmm. It was just, it was actually during a meditation that it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, I need to share this with people, you know? Um, so that, that kind of organically happened and um, I've always been, as I've talked about on uh, the previous episode interview, um, someone who's driven to serve others. You know, I, I myself described uh, conscious creative, right? So it's mm -hmm. about what can I create that is benefiting the greater good. Um, so it was only natural for this practice to kind of evolve to that point. Well, so tell, tell us about it, you know, tell us about the 2020 ethos project and you know what it is and you know what people might gain from it themselves. Yeah, well, um, 2020 ethos is a practice inspired by mindfulness meditation and the philosophy of stoicism. Um, and so 
I've designed it in a way that it's really function that functions as an outline um, because everyone is different. So I just give people space to kind of create their own their own journey. So my my role really is to uh, to be a guide along the way um, and to share some of the insights and resources that that I've discovered along the way and always encouraging people to explore and research for yourself of course you know um, it has to be meaningful to you if you're gonna get something out of it um, so really what i'm trying to do my goal vision is to inspire that is that is the first pillar of the ug collective is to inspire mm -hmm. and i think it's such an important thing um, for for everyone's growth for creativity for for everything is to to be inspired and uh, to take action um, so the um it is a relatively new ish practice i have been kind of um beta testing it if you will for <laughs> a little while um but i'm only really recently you know putting out stuff um online and i have a few um, i'm doing at the moment a uh, gratitude series um mm -hmm. on a platform called soundcloud but it's linkable to different places but it's guided meditations and reflections um and been doing some things with um well with the current pandemic those have slowed down but there's a great uh wellness retreat center here in Asheville. um by the way i relocated to Asheville, north carolina <laughs> last just a time few major changes in your life <laughs> yeah last time i was in manhattan and now i'm mm -hmm. in Asheville. um but uh i've been facilitating different workshops and guided meditations at uh, this wellness center ohm sanctuary here in Asheville, and looking forward to that reopening and, and being able to do that again and being in person but um just been producing a lot of digital content just to free content to put out to people so mm -hmm. um, they can kind of access that and practice it and reach out if they have any questions well, and I'm really excited because um, I've listened to the things that you've shared with me thus far, and I'm really excited that you're going to allow my subscribers and my listeners to uh, have access to some of these materials as well. So, of course, we'll have something on the app and we'll have links in all the show notes for the podcast for everybody. And I love to bring different kinds of mindfulness and meditation to people to consider just for the reason you said a little bit ago is that everyone is going to seek this out in their own way. And there's different styles of meditation and there's different ways to approach it. There's different things that feel comfortable for some people, <clears throat> excuse me, and others that don't. And that's, I think, why I love the, the concept that it's a practice. You know, not only are you practicing to just, you know, continue to evolve, but there's different ways to practice as well. And there's not one way that fits for yeah. everyone. So it really gives people an opportunity to test different methodologies and see what feels good to me to help me find that space in between my brain and you know everything else going on around me mm, definitely yeah it is it is your own journey I'm, I'm really particularly keen on that and you know i think when people are thinking of my own journey with meditation the real discipline didn't and kick in until i had asked my question why do i want to meditate i got mm. It got clear on why I wanted to meditate, and that was the turning point of like making it a daily habit, a daily discipline. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, do you find now, as you're creating these guided meditations, are do you find that your background in music helps you to 
create something that's different or unique or what, you know, what draws you to that to find that is also another way to reach people? Yeah, um, definitely uh, my background in music has been helpful in producing the content with recording and editing and, and things like that. Um, and just using platforms that might not typically get used, like SoundCloud is a music platform, but I've been using it to publish um, readily accessible uh, meditations. So I guess you, looking at it from a creative as a musician standpoint has been helpful to approach it in a different way. Um, and certainly, as I said, the background in production and editing has been really helpful in creating that content. <laughs> I bet. I know that I need all the help I can get with all the podcast things. So luckily I have great people who are editing things for me all over the place because yeah. goodness knows I don't have that talent whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, you know, right now, now it's interesting because yeah, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. Um, you know, right now we've got chaos going in a lots, in lots of parts of the U.S., especially mm -hmm. right here in Philly. I think I told you before we started taping, helicopters are going over again um, because we've had a lot of unrest in the city with, uh, you know, mm -hmm. protests that are both peaceful and, and, and rioting. Um, but re within all that mix, it's not just that these times are stressful. I think, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that every time that we are in any time that we are in can be stressful. And, you know, I work with people who are navigating their careers. And so many of them have many more challenges right now because they're not sure if they're going to have a job back or what if I get my job back, but it's only 50% of the time, or, you know, how do I, what if I have to change my career? What if I was a sales manager for a store and now I have to go work at Home Depot and I never thought I'd have to do that. And I don't know how my ego is going to handle that. Yeah. You know, do you feel like there are that meditation um, really can help people find some calm in that storm when they're going through tumultuous times? Certainly, certainly. I think the, um, the well, I know the biggest benefit for myself is um, in the meditation discipline is gaining the capacity to navigate my thoughts and emotions better. Um, so in those challenging times, you know, with this practice, you gain the ability to kind of step back again, going back to your statement of um, the distant view, you know, looking from a distance. Um, and that allows you to objectively view your situation and to make the best decision and to react and act appropriately accordingly. Um, so it is a, is a very critical practice in, um, through meditation that, that I found for myself and I think translates to, to anyone who would really uh, start meditating regularly. Well, and I've been doing a number of interviews lately about job seekers and trying to get back to work and what are the things that they can do to help themselves. And my first comment is always that your mindset matters. Mm. And you may think that you're putting on this, you know, like great show, like I'm the greatest sales manager that ever was. And this is why you want to hire me. But if inside they don't have their head in the right space it comes through and can come through as desperation. It can come through as only being about, you know, me needing a job again, instead about how do I make sure this person knows that I'm also committed to getting their business running again. Mm. You know, so if you're thinking about, you know, mindset, you know, if you, if you had to, if you were talking to somebody that, you know, was in that situation and they are, you know, trying to get back in it, but they haven't been using a tool like this, um, and they say, well, Pablo, why would I even try that? You know, what, what kind of things would you help them to just 
consider to even try to find some of that mental space? Um, yeah, I think going back to uh, finding a reason why, I think being clear on why uh, you want to do something or what you're aspiring to become, being clear on like who you want to be ultimately too. That is a very important practice that um, I think we don't do too often. You know, we might do it, you know, on our, around our birthdays. We do it on New Year's for sure. Like, this is who I'm going to be this year. These are my goals. <laughs> um, but I'd venture to say that we should be doing that monthly, if not you know, weekly or <laughs> if you can daily, um, like, who do I want to be today? What, uh, how do I want to carry myself? What are the thoughts that I want to, um, to have and the feelings? And, you know, you might not, you know, fall in line with those every time, but the more you practice gaining that clarity, um, the easier it becomes to be that version of yourself because you're understanding um, where you want to go. Like you're, you can see your destination a bit more clearly. Um, and it, meditation, as you said, there are so many different forms of meditation. Um, you know, just going out for a walk in the woods is meditative. Um, mm -hmm. You know, crocheting, uh, they're cooking. You know, so it's not always about, you know, sitting down cross-legged, doing some sort of Buddhist practice. You know, mm -hmm. it's about finding something that you care for, something that allows you that brings you joy and allows you to be present. And, you know, when you're doing it, you're not distracted. You're just all about that. That is the mm -hmm. meditation, right? And then being really present and mindful of how you're feeling in that moment. And that ends up translating to other aspects of your life. Um, mm -hmm. I guess that's a long, long answer there, but- uh, oh, I think it's <laughs> great though. I think it's great. And it really, you know, it does help people to understand that there are different ways. For me, I do mostly guided meditations because it helps me to focus. Um, mm. But the other day I was, um, you know, I knew I didn't, I hadn't already done my meditation. It was kind of later in the day and I was, and I literally give myself a gold star on my calendar every nice. day that I exercise, I meditate and I write in my journal. And, um, and I, knew I was like, oh, I've already exercised. I've written in my journal. Hmm, and I haven't built in time yet today for my guided meditation. And I was up on my uh, deck in my house and the wind was blowing really strongly. And I thought, mm. I'm just going to take a few deep breaths and I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to feel the wind. Mm. And all I'm going to do yeah. is feel the wind. Where's it coming from? You know, with your eyes closed, you can't really see the gusts coming because you can't see them hitting the trees before they hit you. And, and I probably took 60 seconds, you know, really. I mean, it might've been a little bit more, but it was so amazing because when I was done and I opened my eyes, I thought, see, this is, this is why I love guided meditations because it, it helps me get something else to, to focus on. But at that mm. moment, I was like, this is just a beautiful realization of the world and my little insignificance in this big yeah. giant world <laughs> yeah the the this the 60 seconds thing is, is key that's actually something that I, that I always mention to folks it's like even if you're just still or you're very present i should say it doesn't necessarily have to be still um for even 60 seconds is beneficial you know yeah. a, as a as a daily daily habit and um the other thing you said that was important is that, that you didn't set the time aside 
like mm -hmm. make scheduling it. That is so key. Like if you don't <laughs> schedule it, someone or something else is going to take over and mm -hmm. it's just not going to get done. Um, so you have to, you have to make the, the time, set the schedule in your calendar or whatever your organizing tool is. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I'll tell you, it, it has kept me um, sane through, you know, all this time with COVID. Um, but I, re I recognized, you know, I've been working on the, the app release of this app. And so I've been really, really busy. And I recognized in April the, you know, when you kind of thought, oh my gosh, we're really in this for the long-term staying home. So you've got that going on. Now I've got this project. I was kind of missing here and there because I hadn't scheduled because all of a sudden I was scheduling with different things. And so I made it a top priority for May and I hit uh, 29 out of 31 days in May nice. where- yeah. And I was like, look at that. Okay. Okay. Back to how you do it. And man, my productivity just followed right along mm -hmm. with it, but I had to schedule it and I had to make sure. And my goal is to try and get it done before nine in the morning, because then mm -hmm. if I yeah. exercise, if I get my gold star before nine in the morning, like I have a, just a credible day, yeah, but you have say, to take that time. Sorry. Um, <laughs> was the saying when the morning, when the day? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's also funny to me, you know, I think sometimes I become like this mindfulness and meditation, like, uh, you know, I'm shouting it from the rooftops. And uh, I'll tell you, every time I, you know, get somebody's ear and they're like, oh, that's really great, Michael, that you can do that. I've tried it before hmm. and I can't do it. Yeah, I, get that um, I know what my response is to them, but what do you say to people in that situation? I usually say, me too, <laughs> until I got clear on my why. You know, I, I suggest that, um, as I mentioned before, like sit down, reflect and write down why you want to meditate first. You have to be clear on that. Um, otherwise, like you're not going to be driven or inspired to do it. Right. Um, and then the other thing, too, is that I had the belief, like many folks, I'm sure that meditation was about sitting quietly and with no thoughts happening. Um, good luck with that. Right. So it's, it's, work. <laughs> it's not about quieting the mind, right? Um, your mind is going to wander. That's bound to happen. And that's okay. The practice is developing the capacity to observe those thoughts without attachment, without opinion, without judgment, and let them and release them for this period of time that you decided to sit and meditate, right? That doesn't mean you're like, whatever that, that phone call you have to do, that email you have to send, that mm -hmm. meeting, whatever, it doesn't mean that it's not important. It doesn't mean that you won't get to it. But in this period of time, be it 60 seconds or 30 minutes, whatever you're able to do, um, in that period of time, you're developing the capacity to, to sit and observe these thoughts without attachment, letting them float by. And my, visu my visual is like a leaf floating on a river, right? So like, oh, that's a beautiful leaf. Oh, that's a beautiful thought. Okay, it's going there. That's not the time for those thoughts right now. And um, the more you practice it, the easier it becomes, right? So, you know, it would be, there's even, even now, um, there are moments when I'm, when I'm meditating and there's just a few seconds of observation and then the rest of the 20, 30 minute meditation is like mind racing. You know, it's still mm. a win. Even if I had right. that, short window of time where I was able just to be fully present, you know, some days are easier than others and you just have to be kind and understanding of that. Um, and, you know, just allow yourself to, to gain that ability 
Uh, and then what you realize, what I have found is that the more you practice it, the easier it gets. But then in the middle of your day, in the middle of a meeting, in the middle of something else, mm-hmm. you'll all of a sudden realize that you're more present, you're more focused, you're more clear, you see everything that's going on, you have, a, you have the bigger picture, and you're just able to address the needs um, more efficiently. And I, you know, it, I agree on so many levels. And as you were talking, I was thinking about that probably the, the most improvement to my sleep has, become, has come because I recognize. So if I get up, you know, you go to the bathroom, you lay back down in bed and your mind starts racing. I used to get so frustrated because I couldn't shut it off. And now I'm like, oh, look, my mind is racing. Either I need to say, okay, that's, I'm going to let this play out, or I'm going to write myself a note so that I remember this tomorrow and I don't forget it, or I'm just going to see where this goes for a minute. Um, but after a couple more deep breaths, you know, and I kind of practice that, you know, that in through the nose, out through the mouth, by the time I get to the third deep breath like that, I'm asleep again. Mm. And it's such a sense of don't worry, don't fret. Your mind is trying to do something. So either help it along or help yourself to let it process without you getting in the way. And I think that, you know, when I was always so uptight about sleeping, it's because I thought I had to be awake to be aware of whatever I was thinking about to help it. Well, <laughs> my brain's trying to figure it out without me trying to shove my own opinions in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Our, our, our ego and our opinions really become a hindrance, hindrance to yeah. it. Um, yeah, so being able to detach yourselves from that is very helpful. And like you said, your brain is going to keep on keeping on while you're sleeping. And then you'll have those insights and they will manifest when, when they're appropriate. And, you know, the more you do it, the, the more aware you become of those moments when like, oh, I should write this down real quick just so mm-hmm. I can move on from it. And that happens. That happened to me the past couple of nights. Um, has been just like these ideas popping up. I'm like, all right, I think I should write this down. You know, have a notebook right by the bed, so it's okay. Yep. And then as soon as I do it, I'm like, all right, cool. I can relax and fall asleep again. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Well, and I know you're going to share one of your uh, meditations for my listeners, my subscribers. Yeah. And have you picked which one? And if so, tell us a little bit about it so we can kind of get excited about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't picked one exactly. I was considering doing one of the gratitude series. Mm-hmm. Um, ones or a, a general one, but um, the the practices are similar, and the what differentiates them is that um, each one has kind of a different reflection or journaling exercise to try. Because um, mm-hmm. I know not everyone is into journaling, um, but I, I find it to be a very productive uh, practice to have in some form. Um, and you don't have to do anything crazy. Like I, I do a variety of different approaches that are a lot of people have heard of you know, gratitude journaling of course is one um and one of my favorite ones is uh, i'll just share for folks right now is um reflecting on the day what i call for the win right so at the end of the day or even at the end of your week um reflect on that period of time and acknowledge the things that you did well acknowledge what you completed right we get we can going back also to like not being able to sleep we get so caught mm-hmm. up in like oh i should have did this i didn't do that or whatever if you actually mm-hmm. take the time before going to bed to reflect on what you were successful in or what you had completed even the small things that 
helps to give us a sense of accomplishment and kind of feel a bit more relaxed about falling asleep and letting the day, you know, end. Um, so, but to answer your question, I'm not completely sure with meditation yet. <laughs> I think that sounds like a great one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I will definitely be sending something I think folks will enjoy. And I, I love it. I'd love to have, um, you know, either one of those, but, you know, thinking about gratitude, I think is really important, especially when other things are really tough. Yeah. And the more you can focus on what is still good in your life, the more you can help that mental headspace. You know, you can keep that mindset as positive as can be, and you can continue to build upon it. Because the more we look for the, the, the things to be grateful for, the more we find them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You see what you're looking for. So Absolutely. Uh, Pablo, um, well, for obviously we'll have all your contact information, but for anybody who wants to find you, find out more about what you're doing, where's the best way for them to, uh, to track you down? Yeah, um, my website is kind of the catch-all, ugcollective.org. So U-G-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E dot O-R-G. <laughs> should make a jingle <laughs> about that. Um, I like it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the catch-all. So you can link to, uh, I'm a content creator with music as my primary discipline. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm still active doing some things with that. But uh, 2020 Ethos is really like my main focus um, at the moment. And uh, yeah, so ugcollective.org. Wonderful. I hope we can bring you some more followers. I know they will enjoy you. And it was fun too, as I was listening to our original podcast episode again, and listening to uh, the song that you let us attach to that, which was oh, yeah. Syz Syzygy. Syzygy. And I just, yeah. it's such a, it just, every time I listen to it, I'm like, why haven't I been listening to this for a while? <laughs> I love it. It's so positive. It like feels like it courses through your veins. It's just mm. wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So before we wrap up, any last uh, words of wisdom or pearls of advice? Hmm. Uh, I would say be kind and understanding of yourself and the process, right? As we pursue personal growth and personal development, um, we are ultimately reprogramming ourselves, right? We've been conditioned to think a certain way. We've been conditioned to behave a certain way. Um, so in this pursuit, you know, it's going to take time to, to, reprogram ourselves and um, research in neuroplasticity shows that we are capable of quote-unquote rewiring our brain right i like to think of it as like a trail in the woods you know you have this trail that everyone's going on this trail that you've been doing every time but you realize you need to go a different way and it's going to take time mm -hmm. for that trail to get worn down um, but the more you do it the easier it becomes and ultimately it will become the main path and the old one will be overgrown. Um, so be kind and understanding of yourself and the process. Yeah. I love that. That's really beautiful. I just yesterday took an eight mile walk with my husband and some friends. And it was interesting to walk through parts where people hadn't gone that far on the trail. And I was thinking similar things like, wow, when's the last time somebody walked here? Because it hasn't, you know, had enough feet on it. So who's missing out on this time of beauty? But you're right. Once you um, make a new path, the other one, there's no reason to go back to the other one if this one feeds you better. Yeah. Ah, my friend, thank you so much. And I can't wait to share more of what you do uh, with my followers and uh, my subscribers because I know they're going to gain some amazing insights from you. So thank you so much and the best of luck as you build this new portion of your uh, empire. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And it's always great to, to see what you're up to and to share some thoughts with you. I Thank agree. You. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.